Good morning. It's Wednesday, December 13th, National Ice Cream Day. In the middle of the cold? No, I'm just kidding. I live in Los Angeles. It'll never be cold here again. And now, the news. As I mentioned, we're doing an update on the Israel-Hamas war today, although at the end, there is some Ukraine updating to do, so I guess we'll call this International Wednesday. But let's start with the Israel-Hamas war, where on Tuesday, the United Nations voted to demand a humanitarian ceasefire. 153 ambassadors and diplomats voted in favor of the ceasefire, with 10 voting against and 23 abstaining from the vote. Guess who was one of the 10 against? If you guessed Papua New Guinea, you'd be right. If you guessed America, you would also be right. I only mentioned Papua New Guinea because, well, it's fun to say. And we have to find some fun somewhere because it's not going to be anywhere else in this story, that's for sure. So yeah, America was one of the just 10 that voted against the humanitarian ceasefire. Also on Tuesday, however, President Biden said that Israel's Prime Minister Netanyahu needed to alter his approach and was losing international support because of the, quote, indiscriminate bombing in Gaza. Now, it's important to remember that a UN resolution is not legally binding. However, with more than 18,000 Palestinians dead in Gaza, 70% of which are reportedly women and children, as well as the more than 80% of the population that has been forced out of their homes, the overwhelming vote in the United Nations is a barometer of how the rest of the world views what's happening. All of this while the Emergency Coordinator of Operations for Doctors Without Borders said this about the living conditions in Gaza. Quote, living conditions. I mean, it can barely be described as living conditions anymore. People are displaced once, twice, sometimes more. They just don't know where to go anymore. All throughout Gaza, diseases including chickenpox, meningitis, and upper respiratory tract infections are spreading. Meanwhile, flash flooding in the area on Tuesday saw families in refugee camps having their tents and mattresses flooded through. And with all of that going on, Israeli defenses began, quote, carefully testing out flooding in some of Gaza's tunnels with seawater in order to curb Hamas's network though they say they are only testing it in places that they do not believe any of the 153 hostages that Hamas is still holding are located. Israel believes that taking out those tunnels will be key in taking out Hamas's network, as in 2021, Hamas claimed to have built 311 miles worth of tunnels under Gaza. And from one international war to another, Ukraine's President Zelensky was in D.C. on Tuesday where he met with House reps and senators before ultimately meeting with President Biden, all in hopes of convincing Congress to approve more aid and weapons ahead of Congress leaving for the holidays. This is because even though Biden has asked Congress to give the thumbs up emoji to $60 billion worth of aid for Ukraine, it has yet to be approved because Congress believes that the war has just gone on too long which is a pretty bonkers reason not to give aid because, as it's been pointed out, Ukraine has fought incredibly, and Republican Congress members refusing to sign off on the aid doesn't 
put an end to the war. It puts an end to the edge that Ukraine has and gives Putin more of the advantage. And that's not like a complicated idea to see. However, Republicans want to tie aid to Ukraine with border funding, essentially holding that aid hostage because Democrats don't want to pass more border funding. Not because they don't want to secure borders, but because they don't want to do it inhumanely, which Republicans are like, oh, no, but that's our thing. And while President Zelensky was here in the States, Ukraine's Kyiv was hit with a massive cyber attack, knocking out cell service to the more than 24 million subscribers both in Ukraine and outside of Ukraine, where millions have left. In addition to cutting out cell service, internet, and banking machines, the cyber attack also cut off early warning air raid systems that are used to alert folks of Russian missile and drone strikes. But, um, okay, sure, yeah, play political games with funding. And that's it. That's the news. I am not proud of Republican Congress members who play political games. Between today's news and yesterday's news, I'm just like, I'm not having it. Not that I ever have, but still, particularly this week. No. I am, however, proud of ice cream in December. But more than that, because you are also a unique but excellent idea, I'm proud of you.